G'day everyone, welcome to The Journey this week. My name's Jude Hennessy and thanks for joining us on this show which is all about faith and hope and love and life, growing in discipleship and you've joined us on what is the Feast of Corpus Christi. And we've got some wonderful inputs from some fantastic people, the likes of Father Dave Callahan. He's from the Missionaries of God's Love. He's going to talk to us today about becoming like a little child, as, as Jesus told us to be. Trish McCarthy, in her Milk and Honey segment, is going to uh, remind us how God speaks in metaphors. Great to have Father Mike Delaney from down in Tasmania. And a rude awakening that he had with his alarm clock is what he's going to tell us all about. Mother Hilda Scott in Wisdom from the Abbey, she's got a great piece for us this week about looking for patterns in, in nature and in our lives. And to kick us off, we're going to hear from Monsignor Graham Schmitzer. He's going to break open the gospel for us this week, which is from John 6, 51 to 58. It's the reading set down for the Feast of Corpus Christi. It's a beautiful reading, and you're going to hear some great insights from Father Graham Schmitzer, who's going to draw a link between this gospel reading and what happened on Mount Sinai. Some great music in the mix too. We've got uh, God of Calvary from Chris Tomlin that's coming up straight after we hear from Father Graham Schmitzer. And Max Norton, of course, who not only is the uh, the guy who puts this show together for us each and every week, joins the dots, but he also proclaims the gospel for us each and every week too. Let's hear him do that. And then we'll hear from Monsignor Graham Schmitzer. And after the break, Mother Hilda Scott. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. Thanks for joining us this week on The Journey. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to the crowd, I am the living bread which has come down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will live forever, and the bread that I shall give is my flesh for the life of the world. Then the Jews started arguing with one another. How can this man give us his flesh to eat? They said. Jesus replied, I tell you most solemnly, if you do not eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you will not have life in you. Anyone who does eat my flesh and drink my blood has eternal life, and I shall raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is real food, and my blood is real drink. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood lives in me, and I live in him. As I, who am sent by the living Father, myself draw life from the Father, so whoever eats me will draw life from me. This is the bread come down from heaven, not like the bread our ancestors ate. They are dead. But anyone who eats this bread will live forever. The Gospel of the Lord. And now, the Gospel Reflection by Monsignor Graham Smitzer. The Catholic Church today reflects on the last verses of chapter 6 of St. John's Gospel. The Jews had challenged Jesus to give them some sign that he has indeed come from God. They remind him that Moses of old had provided his people with manna during their 40-year trek through the Sinai Desert. In answer, Jesus refers to the exodus from Egypt. God had personally entered the lives of his enslaved people. He had called Moses to lead the people into freedom and at Mount Sinai had established with them a covenant sealed with the blood of sacrificed animals. The terms of the covenant 
was spelt out in the Ten Commandments, which then became Israel's constitution. We'll observe all that the Lord has decreed. We will obey, the people proclaimed. Day by day, God marched with his people on their journey to the promised land, showing his care by feeding them with a mysterious bread-like substance that people called manna. But now, in the person of Christ, God has for a second time entered the lives of his people. Jesus is the new Moses. A new covenant is proclaimed, sealed forever on Mount Calvary, not with the blood of animals, but with the precious blood of the Lamb of God. Every Sunday, when we gather for worship, the covenant between God and his people is renewed. And like the Israelites of old, we too proclaim, we will observe all that the Lord has decreed, we will obey. To sustain us on our journey to the promised land, Christ offers himself as the manna from heaven. We are never at any point left alone on our journey. Christ has identified himself with us by sharing our destiny. He has walked the road before us and returns each day to accompany us. You're listening to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full.
Listening to The Journey, music, interviews, and wisdom for living life to the full. Now, Wisdom from the Abbey with Mother Hilda. Those of you who do Sudoku have perhaps woken up to what I'm going to say. We have a sister who does Sudoku. She's very, very good at it. She's a mathematician, and she finds it really easy because she can see the patterns. And after a while, she can work out where whoever compiled the Sudokus is going to put the numbers. It's easy for her. Some of us don't see the patterns, and therefore Sudokus are not easy. We never get above the moderate level. Furthermore, I was talking to someone the other day, and she was telling me that she knows somebody who can look at a bunch of clover and immediately pick out the four-leaf clover. And when asked, how do you do that? Her reply was, Well, it's easy, you can see the pattern. Have you seen a four-leaf clover among the patterns recently? I haven't. Hearing this has prompted me to look for various patterns around the place. I've looked at our slate floors. There are patterns, and they're all different. They're different in every tile. Some have drawings of various kinds, some simple artistry, so that the whole tile looks like a well-balanced vase of flowers. It's a constant source of surprise and wonder to me every time I look at a new tile. A whole new world opens up from this humble tile on our slate floor. And then, as I look around, I find, look, it's true. There are patterns simply everywhere, not just on the floor. And I begin to think, there are patterns of God everywhere too. If we can have patterns in the way in which we respond to situations, then there are equally the patterns of God as well. His pattern is to respond with kindness, understanding, forgiveness, all woven into a personal, particular drawing that is love for you. Like our slate floors, he does it in many and varied ways, and you can count on it. In the book of Lamentations, chapter 3, Verses 22 to 23, we read, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. In other words, though his patterns are new, they are the same. And he's hoping you'll see them today. Thanks to Mother Hilda Scott there who had a piece for us all about looking for patterns in our lives. Before that, we heard from Monsignor Graham Schmitzer, who broke open the gospel for us this week, who spoke all about the new covenant and how we're never alone on our journey. Jesus is there with us each and every day to accompany us. Here's some more music now, Seller, and the song Wonderful, Merciful Saviour. After the break, Father Mike Delaney, in his segment God in the Everyday, is going to talk to us about, well, when his alarm clock went off and he wished it hadn't. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. It's the Feast of Corpus Christi, and thanks for joining us this week on The Journey.
on the journey faith hope and love for life in all its fullness in the darkness we were waiting without hope without light till from heaven you came running there was mercy in your eyes to fulfill the law and prophets to Virgin came the word from a throne of endless glory to a cradle in the Freedom. 
Seeing God in life's everyday events, here's Father Mike Delaney. I've been called the gadget man by many people and many friends for most of my adult life. I seem to get things I don't really need frequently before anyone else has even heard of them. I won't bore you with all the things I've got. However, and this has a bit to do with my story, I have a couple of Amazon Echoes in my house and they're linked so that I can have music throughout the house whenever I want it. I have one in my bedroom which also serves as my morning alarm. I'm able to choose what music I wake up to that feels good. I'm now of an age when waking up during the night might happen more frequently than I would like, so when I wake, I generally take a quick look at the clock to see how long I've been asleep. And just as frequently, it's much earlier than I would like, often just after midnight. And I have trouble getting back to sleep, so sometimes it can be a long night. Just recently I woke early, but managed to get back to sleep. Then I heard my alarm and enjoyed a moment of jubilation because not only had I managed to fall back to sleep, but I had managed to sleep through to my alarm. As I was listening to the music, it wasn't Paul Kelly, but the Statler brothers. Something was wrong, and before you make a comment, it wasn't just my taste in music. When I looked at the clock, it said... 3.50am and I remembered that the alarm had been set for that time on Thursday mornings so I could participate in a webinar from the rebuilt parish association in Baltimore except there wasn't a webinar that week and I'd forgotten to cancel the alarm. Yes I get up early once a week to participate in a webinar on parish renewal from rebuilt. I also get up once a month for the divine renovation from the trenches series also from the USA. I'm interested in parish renewal for many reasons. The challenging aspect is that it's about changing some or many of my previous behaviours, which means looking for new ways to make a difference in the parish. Effecting change will always involve doing things that cause discomfort, or as it's so often called, a holy disquiet in my life. So next time a webinar is cancelled, I hope I remember to also cancel the alarm. But I promise I never... I intend to never stop looking at what's happening around me and accepting the challenges that any change will actually ask of me. You see, God speaks to me in so many ways every day. My prayer is that I will hear the invitation in the sometimes unexpected but always wondrous hand of God. What a great piece there from Father Mike Delaney, God in the Everyday, and some things that he was reminded of about parish renewal, about overcoming previous behaviours when now... He forgot to unset his alarm clock. But at the same time, we should never stop looking at what's happening around us and and accepting the challenges that we're all destined to deal with, but we must embrace with with the heart and the mind of a disciple. After the break, Trish McCarthy is going to remind us how God speaks in metaphors. You'll love what she's got to say. A bit more music in the mix as well. We're going to hear from Third Day and the song Spirit now. And Trish, are we after the break? Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. So glad you've joined us this week on The Journey.
hope, love and life. This is The Journey. And now it's time for Milk and Honey with Trish McCarthy. I've noticed that in my life, the most prominent way God speaks to my heart is through analogies, similes and metaphors, collectively termed figures of speech. For all you English teachers and literature enthusiasts, this may resonate with you. In school, I was never great with a written word, but what I've realised is those building blocks of English lessons have actually helped me to hear God in my life as I've grown in the skill and art of using my words. It's important to note that this took conscious effort, but it's available to anyone who seeks. Those figures of speech are found in abundance in the scriptures and serve Jesus well when seeking to link an unknown domain to something familiar. The kingdom of heaven is like. It is like featured highly in Jesus' conversations and in many ways prepared us of what to look for once he had left the earth and we were to rely on the presence and action of the Holy Spirit to speak to our hearts about the nature and action of God in our life. These figures of speech are based on words or phrases used in ways that transcend their literal meaning. I'm the vine, you are the branches. Now we know that we're not branches, but this metaphor speaks of the vital life-giving connection between Creator and Created. It is one thing to hear words in Scripture, conversations or teachings that make these links for us, But sometimes God speaks without using words, the language of the heart. Creation and the experiences of life 
have their own language inscribed by God that tells us something of the mystery of God working in our life, seeking to be found by us, seeking to connect with us, to reassure us, to encourage and challenge us, to inspire us. These are some of the many ways God speaks to our hearts, and you might like to explore this a little more in your own life this week, or use it as a catalyst to explore the unique way God speaks to you. Thanks so much to Trish McCarthy there, and a a nice little God spot of hers in Milk and Honey, where she spoke about, or described for us, how God speaks in metaphors, in particular how the kingdom of God is uh, featured highly in Jesus' conversations. To round out the show this week, we've got some more great music for you. We're also going to be hearing from Father, from, from Father Dave Callahan, who wants us to uh, become like a little child, just as Jesus asked of us. That's after the break. First up, though, a bit more music, Ryan Stevenson and I Cry Jesus. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy, and you're on the journey.
is Mandy from Diamond Creek, Victoria, and you're listening to The Journey. Worship His holy 
worship your holy name. Lord, I worship your holy name. Sing like never. Together on the journey, faith, hope, and love for life in all its fullness. Here are the missionaries of God's love with the call. Jesus tells us in the Bible that no one can enter into the kingdom of heaven unless they become like a little child. Now, this should concern us slightly because the God who loves us unconditionally is setting a condition on entry into heaven. If we look at this in the context of the whole Bible, we would have to say that the key quality that Jesus is asking for is dependence. He has come to reveal to us that we have a heavenly Father who loves and cares for us. Our side of the bargain is that we need to allow ourselves to be loved and cared for. Unfortunately, this is harder than it seems. From the time that a child can think for itself, it wants to become an adult. Children want to be autonomous and independent. There is something deep within us that fights and screams when we are made to feel helpless or dependent on others. We'll do everything in our power to stay in control. Yet this is the very quality that Jesus is asking for. Let go of control and let the Father provide for you. Let yourself be loved. Ultimately, this letting go will happen when we die. At that point, we'll have to leave behind everything that supports us and fall into the arms of God. But we can begin to prepare ourselves for that moment now. In fact, Jesus suggests that as we surrender control and trust in the Father, we will begin to experience the glory of heaven here on earth. The love of the Father is your your eternal inheritance. So don't allow the desire for control to rob you of this grace.
good as Phil Wickham. That's a great song, Living Hope. And before that, it was really good to hear from Father Dave Callahan. 
just really stressing for us this image of God as Father, our Heavenly Father who loves us, and how we're all called to become like little children, to be dependent on God and to, to give up control, give us to stay our daily bread. I'm sure that's uh, very much a part of the meaning of that line in the Our Father. Thank you to Father Dave, to Trish McCarthy. Great to have Father Mike Delaney on the show as well, Mother Hilda Scott, as we do each and every week. And great to be hearing for the first time in a while from Monsignor Graham Schmitzer. He broke open the gospel for us. Hope you enjoyed today's show. We love bringing it to you. We will be doing it all again next week. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy, and you've been on The Journey. The Journey is presented by Jude Hennessy and produced by Max Norden on Darawal Country in the office of the Bishop for the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong.